0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Lewis Drug, Great Life Health and Fitness, and Fireplace Pros.
1: Well, every now and then, there's the little kismet in the world, which is always good to uh, to have. Our next guest is filling in for the man that was scheduled, but I was actually going to contact David Brown when I fill in next week. So this works out great for Mitko Sports. Our buddy David Brown joins us. David, how are you?
2: Feeling like Wally Pip. How are you
1: doing? <laughs> oh, man.
2: Love the reference.
1: Uh, listen, I, I haven't talked to you in a while. How's summer?
2: Uh, summer's been good, you know, just, uh, kind of, it's around this time where you kind of get the itch to, to get back into like football season and, right. you know, with high school practices and college practices and fall cams, uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. It's, uh, it's a good time. You kind of get that, those last little bits of enjoying the summer. And, but it is around this time where you're just like, you know what? I, I miss football. I, I want right. to, I want to get involved in football.
1: Right. Yeah. I, my grandsons are moving and my granddaughter are moving to Centerville and, uh, they're, football schedule their practice starts august 3rd it's uh it it feels like it's earlier every year
2: yeah then and, and when i first moved here uh, the concept of school starting before Labor Day was foreign to me. Coming from right. Minnesota, I always knew <laughs> right. Labor Day was the last day of summer. We always started the day after Labor Day, so when kids were starting school like August fifteenth and sixteenth, I'm like, "What in the world?" But <laughs> I'm used to it now. Right,
1: right. And by the way, we voted on that several years ago, and then uh, uh, the folks in Pierce said, "Nah, nah, you didn't know what you were meaning. We're going back to starting August 15th. Because yeah, that's I grew up the same way. The day after. Labor Day was the day you started school. So, and, and heaven forbid you had an event before school started. You know, you didn't have football games on the Friday night before, but again, changing times, a lot more, you know, sports to accommodate and that sort of thing. Hey, uh, David Brown from Midco Sports joins us. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is Augustana hockey because that is intriguing as I drive around town. I I drive past the new arena often. The Midco Arena, as a matter of fact, correct? Yep. Yeah. So the Midco arena. And uh it's getting it's getting to look like a hockey facility. That you've gotta be pumped.
2: Oh yeah, it's uh it's an exciting time for Augustana. Uh their first game is October seventh at Wisconsin. What a way to to start your Your hot, your hockey careers is at Wisconsin. I mean, they were last in the Big Ten last season, but they got a new coaching staff, fresh phases, and you're on the road against a Big Ten opponent. I mean, what more could you ask for? And then, uh, they got their home debut the very next week, October 14th and 15th against Bowling Green, which is going to be one of their common opponents in the CCHA, the conference that they joined. Uh, the Midco Arena is not going to be fully ready till the end of January, 2024. So their first I think four or five home games are going to be at the Denny Sanford Premier Center, just because they want to make sure Midco Arena's, you know, spick and span. And they they kind of always knew getting that done in two years was a bit of an accelerated <laughs> timeline, but right, uh, better better to have a you know a completely ready and, and gorgeous arena rather than you know
3: you know haphazardly
2: starting or trying to make something happen within a short time frame. But uh, as as they've told me, you know, Josh Morton, you know, head coach Garrett Raboyne, uh what a backup to have the Denny as your backup. Yeah, audience. no
1: kidding. <laughs> that, that doesn't hurt a thing. <laughs> Say, tell so David as David Brown from Midco Sports Network joins us. I'm Mike Henrikson. Tell us about that new conference or the the conference
2: that Augustana is going to be in. So it's the CCHA, the Central Collegiate Hockey Association, and it, they have kind of a unique history. They basically went away for a while and kind of reestablished themselves a couple years ago, but. Uh, the nice thing for Augustana is that some of their opponents are familiar opponents from the NSIC in Division II. Minnesota State and Mankato is in the CCHA. Bemidji State, uh, is in the CCHA. And then another regional team, St. Thomas, which as you know is in the Summit League for Division I, is in the CCHA for Division I hockey. And, you know, those teams were grandfathered into Division I. It used to be, you know, you could be Division I in some sports, D2 in others, vice versa. Can't do that anymore, but Minnesota State, Bemidji State, as I mentioned, were grandfathered in. So there'll be some nice rivalries early on. There's also a lot of Michigan schools out there, but, uh, uh, for a first year program to be in a conference right away, uh, helped immensely with scheduling yeah. just because you know you have some for sure opponents and then give all credits to, uh, Coach Rabs and the staff at Augustana. Right now, uh, they have 32 games on their schedule. There will be 34. They have a road series at Lindenwood. They're just figuring out the dates of that right now. But they will pay, play a full Division One schedule in year one, and that's pretty rare. Usually, you have to, you know, go outside and try and find, you know, some non-D1 opponents. But every opponent they face this season will be Division One, and that's a testament to. All the scheduling folks for finding non-conference opponents and and some good non-conference opponents. They're going to have to go on the road, but they're going to be at Notre Dame New Year's Eve. They're going to be at Arizona State mid-January, which I'm sure anyone would love to go to Arizona <laughs> in mid-January. Uh, and, at, and as I mentioned, at Wisconsin to start this whole thing. So uh they have a really good schedule. It's going to be a really good test in this year one.
1: David Brown joins us from Midco Sports Network. I'm Mike Henrickson filling in for Marco. So, what do we know about these players? Because I did see what what I have looked. We've got some transfer we. They've got some transfers with uh, with some actual experience,
2: don't they? They do. It, it's one of those weird things, you know, everyone these days has an opinion on the transfer portal no matter what the sport is. Uh for Augustine, kind of the 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 surge in the transfer portal could not have come at a better time. So they got 26 kids on this initial roster and more than half of them, 14 are transfers and 13 of those 14 transfers are division one transfers. So half the roster has division one hockey experience. Now it's not, Necessarily the longest experience or maybe the most in terms of minutes played or statistics.
1: Right. But having
2: that initially is just going to be a tremendous help for this coaching staff, kids who understand what the deal is. Because I think when people ask me about, you know, what are expectations for this team in year one? And you kind of go through the cliche. Oh, they just want to be competitive. I think they know from a wins and losses standpoint, it's going to be a bumpy road and there's nothing wrong with that. No first year program comes out of the gate you know smoking hot it's not realistic no matter how much you prepare you can look to recent history pretty much every division one team their first year in d1 over the past 10 years uh has struggled has, has struggled to get maybe three four five wins a season but each of them has also improved their win total from year one to year two and so there's a clear vision from josh morton all the way on down with this program that they're building something and this first year the kids who are on this team understand you know they're a unique part of history. They're the first ever members of the Augustana hockey team and that means something to them and having those kids with that mindset, you know, they don't want to lose. They're not going out there actively, you know, you know, not trying, but they also understand that, Hey, this is something novel and you got to kind of put that not necessarily caveat on everything, but just have to understand through that lens, what is success this first year trying, being competitive as cliche as it is. And then year two, seeing how they improve upon that.
1: Yeah. And figuring out roles and all of those other things that go along with it. David Brown joins us. And David, going back to the, to the, uh, being in the conference too, we remember when SDSU made the leap to D1 in basketball and my heavens, that was, that was one odd schedule that they had to cobble together, you know, in order to, be playing at that level it, they weren't in a conference and boy being an independent that's
2: just t- a tough way to go it's really tough you, you think that oh i have all this you know free time i can schedule anyone but pretty much most every other one every other team is in a conference right. so it's, it's it's not as <laughs> it's not as freeing as people think would be you know kind of an oxymoron for being an independent but right um yeah, you're exactly right. I, I think about USD. I mean, USD at one point uh, when they went up to Division One, you know, they were in different conferences. They were in the Great West Conference right, of basketball right. one year, and yeah. they moved around a lot. So, you no, know, having that clarity of being in a conference is uh, is tremendously helpful. And and the other thing that's nice too is that technically, Augustana's in its first few years, they're only going to play a half conference schedule. So they're going to play all the other eight teams in the conference, but only once. So they'll oh. play four of them at home four on the road this year, and then they'll flip-flop. So the four they face at home this year, they'll play on the road in 24-25 and vice versa. And then for the 25-26 season, they'll play a full home-and-road slate against each team. And that was part of the easing-in period for Augustana into the CCHA. So the conference held, but they actually had a little more freedom to get some non-conference opponents these first two years and get some home-and-homes, like Arizona State. So they'll be at Arizona State this year. Arizona State's going to return the favor in the 24-25 season.
1: Nice! Nice! David Brown, our guest. Yeah. Going back to USD, weren't they in a conference at one time also with New Jersey Institute of Technology?
2: Oh yeah, that great rivalry. Come on, you remember those (laughs) legendary
1: battles. (laughs) Exactly. Oh man. All right. Let's, uh, let's switch gears. Uh, here we are post all star break. Your thoughts on the twins?
2: They're in first. I guess that's, that's something. (laughs) They are. (laughs) Um, it's, it's so weird, but it just, as any twins fan know, knows, like the past couple of years has been like, you know, the team has the hitting, but they never have the pitching. And now this year it's, they have the pitching, but the hitting has just been so inconsistent and, you know, getting Oakland out of the all-star break was a blessing in disguise because Oakland's the worst team in the league. And so sweeping them was good to see. It was, uh, it probably would have been disappointing if they did not sweep Oakland, but, now they're in first place by two and a half games and i think most twins fans are realistic that you know the division isn't great but if they <laughs> can somehow stay in first get into the postseason who knows i mean you look at the 87 twins they had right. one of the worst road records of all time and they won the whole thing yeah. so yep i mean y- you got to look at it you know somewhat optimistically but also realistically so yeah. that that's kind of how i'm approaching it and uh i would think it'd be a shame to waste such great starting pitching Uh, they still got to figure out some stuff in the bullpen and obviously at the plate in terms of consistency. But, uh, the starting pitching is as good as it's been since the, uh, Santana Liriano days about 15 years ago.
1: Right. Yeah. And back to that 87 twins, they basically had two pitchers as well. So, and a closer. (laughs) Yeah. Frankie B and Bird. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Now, granted, they were pretty good pitchers at the top, but, you know, that was, that was essentially it. Uh, so as you approach the trade deadline, if you're the twins, are you on that? You know, are you teeter tottering on buying or selling if somebody comes with a, with a really intriguing offer for somebody?
2: I think you have to buy, and it's only for this reason. It's kind of what you mentioned with the '87 Twins. You know, again, if the Twins make the playoffs, it's going to be as the division champion of the AL Central, and they're probably not going to have a great record. But the thing that's distinguished postseason teams over the past couple of years. If you have a good one-two punch as far as starting pitching, right. that can cure you, especially in a short series. So yeah, the bats have to wake up. I think the starting pitching has been tremendous when you look at Gray, when yep. you look at Pablo Lopez. I know people kind of lament I- the Luis Ariz trade, but they both, both Lopez and Ariz have done well in their respective areas, and Joe Ryan. So you have three guys that you know you can reasonably rely on yep. to give you decent starting pitching. It's about shoring up the bullpen. It's always about shoring up the bullpen. The unfortunate part is their bullpen trades in the past couple of years have not been great. You look at Jorge Lopez, who they got from the Orioles last year, and he's been a disaster. And everyone is still wondering why in the world they have Emilio Pagan on the roster, considering all of his struggles. <laughs> so, uh, Duran's been a great, or Duran's been a great closer, but I still think you need a couple arms, or at least one arm, to maybe be kind of that middle relief guy or maybe be, you know, a long relief guy just in case you get into trouble. So if I were them, I would buy, I would look for pitching. I know people want them to go out and get some hitting. I've heard Paul Goldschmidt mentioned, but I mean, he's one of those guys where it's either a home run or a strikeout each right. at bat. So it's difficult to say whether that would really improve things. I don't know. I, I just think that when it comes to the postseason, pitching seems to be what Helps teams win. Now with these new rules and the accelerated pitch count and the pitch clock, who knows if that, that remains the same? But I still think if you have good pitching and can just shore up that back end, I think you can be okay.
1: And by the way, with Goldschmidt, what on earth happened there? Because the, he was certainly not a a all or nothing guy for the majority of his
2: career. But I guess no, no, he's a former MVP. I, mean, I, I know. Uh, I mean, so yeah. he's, he's been great but yeah he's uh he's more like adam these days. so i mean it's, uh, it's crazy but yeah yeah,
1: uh, yeah it's going to be interesting i know that my royals will be sellers uh and you know they already got rid of chapman and, and got a couple of players back there but they do have a couple of bullpen arms but you always wonder do you trade that in your division
2: you know yeah i mean i, I know that you know, for some teams that are, for some people that seems silly, like, you know, who cares who you're selling to as long as you get something back. But yeah, there, there is something to be said about helping a, a quote unquote rival. And if right. that's going to be a, a short or a long-term game when you, you know, conceivably next year are going to be fighting to make the postseason again. So yeah, I mean, I was one of those people who I saw Chapman. I'm just like, you know, he'd be a nice addition. I just didn't know what the price was going to be. And obviously, right. you know, they, they, they sold on him actually kind of early. I thought they could have waited a little bit and, and gotten like, a, you know, a bidding war for Chapman. But uh, they felt differently. They liked the offer, and, and so they took it up on it.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, similar. They had Carlos Santana a couple of years ago, same similar deal. Uh he isn't near the player that he once was, but he picked him up, a couple of players at the trade deadline. He was worth that. So, All right, so as you get ready, I imagine you are looking at your schedule for the fall and and putting that calendar together, aren't you?
2: Somewhat, yeah. We're still trying to figure out exactly what we're doing. The uh, Western Illinois leaving the Summit League has kind of thrown a lot of wrenches in the plan, so we're still trying to figure out a lot of things for the the winter and stuff like that, and even for the fall, with you know what's available as far as uh, football is concerned, like we know some things definitively, but like as far as a concrete schedule, we're still in the process of figuring some stuff out. Believe it or not, so, uh, but yeah, we're obviously you know we'll have USD and SDSU and UND football and high school football, and hopefully some NSIC football as well. But yeah, football will be on the docket. Uh, I'm probably most excited. We're going to be doing the Target Field game, South Dakota State when they host Drake on September 16th. We'll be live. From Target Field, we're very much looking forward to that.
1: Oh no, kidding! That'll that yep. will
2: be cool. Yep, we got the broadcast rights for it, and so we had uh we had to keep a lid on it for a couple months. But I think that's public now, so or at least public, <laughs> public now. So if not, it is. But, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> that's
1: all right, David. You know this show; it's it's just you and me and a couple other folks. So we're we're you know. That's not a secret that you're letting out or anything. So
2: exactly. I No, but I, I think it is public though, but yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, <laughs> like you say, whether it was or isn't, it is now. Hey, what were your yeah. thoughts on the NBA draft? I'm just, uh, well, I'm all over the board yeah. with you today, Dave. I, I apologize um, for that, but, but no, you can I, talk I about it. all these things. So I just want to, <laughs> I just want to mine, the dig this
2: mine as deep as I can go. Oh, Jack of all trades. Right. Um, I mean, the Timberwolves obviously didn't have a a first round pick because of the Gobert trade, but they moved up and they got this kid, Leonard Miller, who really had a a pretty nice summer league. Take that for what it is. You know, you got to take those games with a a grain of salt. I don't know if you've watched summer league. You know, I'll I'll be honest. It's pretty atrocious basketball just because it's all these kids trying to make a team and show off and prove they belong on a roster, but the. The overall quality of play is not the greatest. But right, right. Leonard Miller, who the Wolves traded up for, um, you know, did some nice things. He's kind of this lanky six nine guy. He's a lefty, he can shoot a little bit, good, you know, wingspan on defense. Um, you know, the Wolves traded up and drafted him, I believe, thirty-third overall, so one of the early picks of the second round. And, you know, there were some draft graders who had him as like a mid first round pick. So, you know, some people thought he was a steal remains to be seen. Um but obviously the big news is probably Wembenyama at the top for the Spurs, and he could not have gone to a better organization in terms of fostering international talent, what with Tony Parker in the past, Manu Ginobili in the past. Uh, you think of all the great foreign players that have come through the Spurs system, great European players that have come through that system. Uh, he's in a good place. You know, he struggled a little bit early in his first game. His second game he was a little bit better. But, again, judging and making snap decisions about how these players are going to be after a couple summer league games is a, is a fool's errand. But right. it's just nice to see them out there and see potential. Like, again, you don't want to say these are definitively who these guys are going to be, but you also kind of know, okay, they're, they're capable of something like this, and we'll see if these teams can foster and, and hone those skills. And uh, it just makes it look forward to the nba season a little bit more as well
1: and you know the summer league has changed so much it used to be the wolves actually hosted a summer league various teams would host summer leagues and the wolves you could go up and watch like all day of basketball for like 10 bucks and it was basically a who's who of the cba at the time but you also got to see some veterans i saw guys like uh kelly trapuca uh what's uh i've forgotten his last uh, from notre dame uh mark hey, T- kelly Trupuk, Tripuca, there you go, and uh, Mark Aguire, you know from uh, DePaul, and you know some of those guys that were still hanging around, and you got to watch them. That has has changed an awful lot. It's a big deal now, Summer Bowl.
2: Yeah, you got you got it mostly in Las Vegas, and you know there were lines out the door for Wembenyama's first game. So yeah, yeah the NBA has done a nice job of of taking every aspect of of their game and every aspect of of a long season and marketing it really well.
1: David, I appreciate the time, and this means that I won't be in contact with you next week. Well, uh, I, I appreciate greatly, though, that you were able to fill in today.
2: This is great stuff. Absolutely. No problem, Mike. Anytime Tom needs me to fill in again, I know
1: <laughs> <to> call. <laughs> thanks, David. Take care. Tell the crew hello.
2: Will do. You take care as well, Mike. All right. Thanks.
1: David Brown joining us here on Calling All Sports, and we're back with more right after this.
0: Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. Orthopedic pain shouldn't disrupt every part of your life.
1: Just walking into Vance Thompson Vision, I I was amazed at the spaciousness, the greetings I got at the front desk. Nine years ago, my daughter had LASIK surgery. She said, Dad, when you're going to have your cataracts fixed, you should check with Vance Thompson Vision first. Well my wife looks so good now with these new eyes, I think we're going to take
3: a second honeymoon.
0: (laughs) Download our free cataract
2: checklist at VanceThompsonVision.com.
3: welcome back
0: to calling all sports this portion of the show is brought to you by sanford health rosenbauer vance thompson vision dakota bank Hag realtors and comfort king
1: and welcome back to calling all sports i'm mike henrickson in for marco and actually uh mark isn't on the golf course today he is having a family reunion celebrating nana's 100th birthday it doesn't happen until uh September, but Everybody could get together in the summer, so that uh, that looks wonderful. I saw it on social media, and, and uh, happy birthday early. Happy celebrating with the whole family uh, to Mark's mom, Nana, who will turn 100 this fall. I am very excited. My grandson's uh, team from Madison, the 14-under, made it to the state tournament. They will be playing a uh, state baseball tournament. They'll be playing down in Elk Point, and what a great facility. Uh, My wife is actually from Elk Point, so I've seen that, you know, for the last 40 years. And probably, uh, when I guess these things, I'm always way off. But probably 15, 20 years ago, they sunk a bunch of money into that facility, and it is a dandy. So looking forward to going down, and hopefully he gets gets three games. Of course, you want to win the championship, but uh, don't go, you know, two and barbecue. All right, that's that's really the goal. Hey, a reminder that you can... Find the show online at callingallsportssd.com. You can download it, listen to it anytime that you like. And a an awful lot of folks are doing that. We appreciate it. I'm back in tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us. Have yourself a wonderful Monday.
2: It's party time!